0: Guten Morgen to our interweb friends!
1: Discover a life-giving local church where you'll find the community and support you've been looking for.
0: That's right. Join us for one of our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 915 or 1045. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church family.
1: At Echo, we hope you'll find your place, your people, and your purpose. Experiencing a true sense of belonging while building friendships and finding support. We believe this is what we're all seeking and we can't wait to share it with you.
0: That's right, and get ready to celebrate because Echo is turning four this year. You won't want to miss next week's epic service, as always followed by an after party for both you and your children.
1: One other really exciting thing is happening this week.
0: And what's that, Haley?
1: Our Stoke to Fire live worship recording is going live.
0: It's amazing. In
1: a few short days, we will be releasing this album on all the places you listen to your tunes, so you make sure you check it out and share it with the world.
0: That's right. And let's take a second and celebrate another win. This week, two more members of Echo Church signed up for our automatic recurring donations. Come on, let's celebrate this. Why would we do that, Haley?
1: amazing. Automatic recurring giving allows us to plan and budget more effectively, ensuring that we can continue to provide meaningful worship experiences, Support outreach initiatives and make a lasting impact in our community.
0: That's right. And we invite you to head to our website or Venmo's at We Are The Echo Church. And let's come together in a generous obedience and continue to make a difference.
1: Enjoy Echo online service. Au
2: revoir, Echo. Creation suddenly articulate With a thousand tongues to lift one And from north to south and east
3: right into the text today. We're coming to a conclusion with our Good Life series, uh, just navigating through the book of First John, and we're in 1 John chapter 4 today, and, uh, and as we've read some already, what you'll see will repeat that, but uh, I'm excited about the, the topic today, so let's just jump right on in. It's quite a bit of reading, so follow along. First John 4, 7 through about 21, I believe. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another. Every look at your neighbor and say, love me. And I look at your other neighbor and say, you have to. You have to. <laughs> For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. This is what we just read. This, uh, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, love me. <laughs> now look at your other neighbor and say, you have to. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete. In us. Everybody say complete. i look at your neighbor and say, you complete me. I totally, I totally, I totally, I totally, that, that movie reference. Verse 13 says, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we've seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Everyone, everyone lives in the love or I'm sorry everyone lives in love lives in God. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we have confidence in the day of judgment. That's where we're getting serious. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives off fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And if we're going to memorize a verse this week, I would, I would strongly encourage you to do this. Verse 19, it says, We love because he first loved us. Take a photo of that. Text yourself that. I'm just telling you this week would be better if you could just remember the simple fact that God has loved you first. Therefore, we are called to love. We love because we first love. We're motivated. We're compelled by the love of Christ. Verse 20 says this, Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother and sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not yet seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. And one more time, look at your neighbor and say, love me. And i look at your neighbor and say, I have to. <laughs> oh, man, I made a, just a quick little observation up front during communion. It says, here's what love is. What love is, is this, that God has sent his love to the world, that God has sent his son, Jesus, to the world. That's what love is. That's how he, he loves. Or this is what love is. Number two, this is my second observation for today, is this, is this is how God loves us. This is how he loves us. God sent his son to the world. I love how Dane Ortland, who writes a great book, which by, uh, by the way, I highly recommend everybody to read, called Gentle and Lowly, if you're looking for a good read. Dan writes this, God is able with all meekness and gentleness, with patience and moderation, to bear with infirmities, sins, and provocations of his people. Even as a nurse or a nursing father bears with the weakness of a poor crying infant, Jesus can no more bring himself to stiff arm you than the loving father of a crying newborn can bring himself to stiff arm his dear child. Jesus' heart is drawn out to you. Nothing can chain his affection to heaven. His heart is too swollen with endearing love. How good is that? That's what God loves. That's how He loves you. That is how great God loves you. The last few uh, days, I was able to support a crazy young man with the goal of running 100 miles within 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, my word, you know, like, like, yeah, I thought just bringing him over to the hospital first, you know. <laughs> Uh, just to have his mind checked out prior to doing that would be a good idea but uh, you know what he wanted to do it and, and 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 the best way i could say it is he's kind of like an unbridled mustang you know what i'm saying like you know the horse like he's just like he's ready to go and and uh, he told me earlier this week he was going to do it and i was like oh geez man i think you probably should use some help you know let me help see what we could do and uh, as I was sitting there, sitting at his table and cheering him on and seeing if I could support him, he did. He did. I think approximately six, sixty laps, if you could imagine that, and one point six miles. And uh, I mean, my word. I mean, and and, got, and he picked a really beautiful day to run, at ninety degrees. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but as as um, as I saw him laugh, lap after after lap, it started dawning on me that that 's how God loves us, and zach wasn 't doing that for his own ambition zach wasn 't doing that for his own notoriety he he decided to do a hard thing so someone around the world wouldn 't have to do that themselves and what he was doing here in Rochester was trying to raise awareness of a nonprofit organization called 30 for freedom and and uh, and that fights against sex trafficking around the world and so what he thought to himself is i might just run 100 miles so then someone else wouldn't have to go through the pain themselves and that they could find freedom through a little bit of effort on his behalf see i think that's what love is i think that's how god loves is god is willing to grow uncomfortable to bring us comfort. I think God's love looks quite a bit like Zach running 24 hours, lap after lap after lap. I don't know about you. I don't know where you are with your faith, but I'm telling you what, God will return back to you lap after lap after lap. And he wants to embrace you. See, what God does is this. He desires to come to the earth for a flesh and flesh interaction. If I could show you what God's love is, it looks quite a bit like this. This is how God loves you. He gets off the stage. He gets off his throne. And he says, hey, Rodney, will you give me a hug, man? God loves you, man. God loves you. This is how God loves. Thank you. This is how God loves right here. He gets off the stage. Oh, and he says, on. Romeo. God loves you, man. You. he does he loves you. he's proud of you, you. mike I, I know you've been around the moon a few times here but i mean around the sun god loves you no different you. that's what god does god this is what he does he it's not just a theory it's, it's not just an idea god loves you hey girls come on okay. god loves you oh he does and, and guess what god's proud of you will keep returning. And some of you, you you sit here and and you're just like it's not sure if God can keep on loving me. But I'm telling you God has taken a lap again. And he wants to take a lap for you because that's how God loves you. God gets out of his own comfort. God himself comes to earth for a flesh on flesh response. It's not just an idea. It's not just a theory. It is what happened and what he will continue to do. Do you all understand what I'm trying to spray here? God loves you. This is how God loves you. Not just an idea. It's not just a theory. It is a flesh and flesh response and reaction. It's beyond comprehension. And he loves you so deeply. The last observation within the text that we read is this: is, is God's love, when you experience, this, experience it, is meant to mature you? I look at your neighbor and say, "Grow up." <laughs> I look at your other neighbor and say, "You have to." You have to. You have to. I have to. If we experience God's love as he has ordained you to experience, it will begin to mature us. And this text teaches us that the way that God matures our love or our life and our love is this is by awareness Verse 17 says, we are in the world today, but we look confidently to the day of judgment. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word judgment, I don't get like the fluttery feelings. I'm not like, like tingling at the edges of my fingertips. I'm just a little scared. I got to be honest. Like judgment isn't something that I'm too excited about. I mean, I know about the grace of God. I know how he makes me righteous when I am not righteous. He can right the wrongs in my life. But yet, there are some scriptures in the Bible that scare me. They, they're, they're just there and I, you know, I got a couple of pastor friends here today and like, like they would know as well as I do that, there's a scripture in the Bible that says this is you're going to come to me one day and you're going to proclaim like you, that, that you know me but I'm going to tell you that I do not know you there are certain scriptures where I'm like Oh, can we just talk about your love? No, God wants us to be aware of his love, but then understand that sin, with our sin, with our failures, with our own way, there is just ensuing judgment. And that is why we need Jesus. It's not by my own volition. It's not by my own efforts, but it is by God and his work. And his continued work in us that can bring us to this place of judgment in the future with confidence. Confidence is built within love and this understanding of this interaction that God wants for you. So that when we come to the day of judgment that we know someone's on our side. We know that he came off the throne, that he came off the stage and he embraces me and he makes what has been soiled new. The second way that he matures us in love is he continues to invite us to his table. Someone say amen. And I'm telling you this is every time God invites me back, what he's doing and the work that he's trying to accomplish is this, is he wants to beat down the fear that is unhealthy. Now again, I get it like judgment, like let's have that in, in mind and there should be some just natural fear that comes along with it. I believe that's part of the, the judgment piece. At the same time, the more he invites us and the more we say yes, the less fear we should experience. In fact, I would just say this, the more we approach his table, the less we will fear. We should begin to fear less. Verse 18 says, no fear and love. Fear has to do with punishment. This is not God trying to judge you to bring punishment. He is trying to judge you, I believe, to begin to refine you and mature you so that you are an accurate picture of God on earth to the people around you. Someone say amen today. I like what Sarah Parrish says about love and fear. Living with fear stops us from taking risks. And if you don't go out on the branch, you'll ne- you're never going to experience the best fruit. God is inviting you to his side. My big idea for day, today, in fact, take a picture of this on, the, on your phone or go ahead and text yourself this. But I, but I want this to ruminate within us this next week. Love matures us as we approach the table as God awaits, as he awaits And at the table is where fear diminishes and our appreciation of his favor deepens. That's why he invites you. He will continually invite you to the table. Why? Because he wants you to fear less and he wants you to learn the appreciation of the favor of what is over your life. And who you are. I'm just telling you, the more you come to the table, metaphorically speaking, the more you build a relationship with God and understand and experience the love of God, I'm telling you, you begin to fear less and you begin to appreciate what God has for you and what he wants to do within you. That is how love matures us. And then lastly, and this is where, this is where like, the road remains the road. None of us want to hear it, but like, God's love matures us. By reps, anybody work out out there? You know what I'm saying? You understand? Like it's lap after lap after lap. That's how God mature loves us. Mature. This is how God the God's love is matured within us. God desires to help us understand His love, so that we are loved and we go and love. That's how the love of God begins to mature us. It's, it's life experience. Verse 19 says we are self-loved not because he first loved us but because we are loved. And then he says, and he he says over and over in this text, love your brother, love your sister. If you do not do that, you have not yet experienced the love of God. God didn't get off the throne to love you and hug you. God didn't get off the stage to embrace you just for the kicks or for you to have this feeling, but he's desired and he's made that effort, he's made himself uncomfortable so that you will. Make yourself uncomfortable for a world that is looking for love so drastically. God loves you. I love what one of the commentaries I read about this passage said. Love is the final objective test of our Christian profession. Did you hear that? Love is the final objective test of our Christian profession. For true love, in the sense of self-sacrifice sacrifice is not natural to human beings in their fallen state. So everybody look at your neighbor and say, I need help. If we love thus in truth, we may indeed have full assurance in our heart. The fruit of love will be confidence. The only way we will learn to love better is by loving again. The only way we're going to learn how to love better and allow God's love to mature us is to receive that love, but then join him on another lap this year and say, God, no matter the circumstances, no matter how I've been treated, no matter how I've been shamed, no matter how I've been uh, forgotten, no matter how I've been spoken negatively against, I am going to love that person again. We've been loved so that we love. Can someone say amen? Amen. I believe that there's a better way. and The better way is to say, God, I received that love and I will love today. I'm going to ask the band to come up and as we conclude, I, I, I know we're ending a little bit early, but I just sense that God wants to do something more than he wants you to hear something from me. What I love about Jesus is Jesus comes and he lives. He dies. He, he, he raises again. He comes back on earth just to say what up to people, give them some further instruction. And then he says, I got to go because it's going to be better. Because if I leave, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit is going to teach you the way. And that's what I sense today just as we conclude that the Holy Spirit wants to invade this space. He wants to interrupt you, to find you in your comfort and call you to his love. In a tangible sense. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you have your way in this space? Will you encounter us today? God, I just sense that someone came into this room and and honestly, this might be a last resort. And maybe there's been some ultimatums that were being presented to you and say, like, God, unless something crazy or special happens to me, I'm done. Like, God, made this be the sign that, God, you hear them, you hear their cry. And, God, you're willing to take another lap with them and you're inviting them to your table and that you want to give a loving embrace, God, that words cannot explain. That there's not enough books in the world that could be written about your love and your great love, God, for us. And, and God, I pray for some of us that have received that love. God, help us do another lap this year. May do, may do another lap today, God. Do a lap tomorrow. God, would you just go ahead and renew our minds. God, God, stoke that fire, that desire of love, not just to love you, but to also love neighbor. Holy Spirit, would you have your way today? You speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Echo Church, would you stand up? Every week we pray a prayer, and it's really an invitation to experience the love of God. And Some people that may have never prayed something like this, they have an opportunity to put their hope and trust in God and experience the love of Jesus as we have. And so if you don't mind, let's pray that with this in mind. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, in his authority. Amen. Let's press into God this morning.
2: Friday.
1: I've been thinking about this idea all morning that I think we always think it's this big thing we got to bring to God. We got to get the Bible memorized or something or we got to, once I fix my marriage or man, I become a good parent, then I'm in. Then Jesus is going to be there ready. But you know what's cool about this? Is Jesus doesn't say, hey, once you got your crap figured out, come hang out and then we'll be cool. He says, no, because I loved you first, now you get to love. Like it's not you, it's him. He already did the thing. I was thinking about this idea, Jordan, from that song, man, the, the idea of this embers into flame. And I think sometimes we just, we just want to come to God and we want to be like just a, this massive bonfire. And sometimes we're just the embers, man. Sometimes we're just like this little thing. But you know what? God loves the embers, man. God loves you guys where you're at. And God loves what's happening in your life right now. And God's ready to take you to the next place. And it doesn't matter what you're bringing. Guess what? Guess what? Everybody, including the people on this stage and anybody you've ever looked up to in faith has tons of baggage. But we all just get to bring our embers, our little bit, our mustard seed to Jesus. And Jesus is like, cool, I'm in. And he puts his arm around us and he takes us to the next place. And he matures us and we grow and we look a little different in the future. But it's still Jesus coming and putting his arm around us because we brought our little embers first. Now, one of the things we love to do here at Echo is we like to celebrate people. And I just want to celebrate those that came for the very first time here to Echo today.
3: I labor-